sure what I'm going to say in this episode, because I don't really have a specific subject I wanted to discuss, but I wanted to do one of these. <sighs> um, I, like, deleted TikTok from my phone for the moment, and so I'm feeling, like, a little more lonely, because, um that app was how I've had like human interaction for the last year for a lot of the time especially on the weekends um when people are usually not around as much so yeah and I've just been sad that I sat at different points today because some of that app was really fun like the different memes would make me laugh the different videos would make me some of them made me laugh a lot and, um, I really liked, like, the kind of knowledgeable videos of teaching you about something. I learned, I, I also really liked the astrology random videos that would kind of pop up and would always, like, give me interesting information to look up about myself. Um, so it sucks, but, like, for right now, anyway, it's not a good idea for me to be on it. It's just it's really triggering and overwhelming I think right now for anyone who is a um has ever dealt with anything with like manipulation or sexual assault of any kind like stuff like this uh is just always super triggering when anything like that happens even though this situation wasn't like sexual assault in the way that people usually depict it it's too the situation is too similar to that for it to not be really overwhelming to see. Like, I'm just going to say, like, the end of this week watching people do live, go live and make thousands of videos discussing whether they think somebody can call themselves a victim or not based on their own perception of what that word means was really disturbing like, why are you going live to discuss this for hours on end? Like, it j- this is weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that, I needed a break. Um, and, like, I feel like I was thrown off today because I was supposed to meet up with my aunt or my dad's sister. Um, and she asked me to put it off for a week because she was worried about going to a restaurant right before she sees some of my cousins like little kids who can't get the vaccine tomorrow so I said it was fine to be safe and to like put it off for another for another week um and it was it was honestly like nice to hear that she is um being very careful still with COVID and everything because you never I don't know it's just you just never know (laughs) And especially with my dad's family, you never know. Um, but also I think that definitely threw me off because it's like that whole thing of where I have like an idea set in my mind of what I was going to do today. And so I had it set in my mind that I was going to have lunch with my aunt that I haven't seen in like two and a half years. (laughs) Um, and talk to her and get that done and over with so it was like, it was almost like a weird relief I didn't have to leave the house and stuff, but also, 
disappointing that it didn't happen and then also now I feel like this anxiety about like will she actually follow through with it next week or will there be some other excuse to reschedule and then just have it never happen because um yeah as like the scapegoat and as the like psycho breaker from a family who like I've you know I've basically walked away from my extended family in most ways um I don't trust them at all (laughs) and I don't think that that's like that's actually probably a really rational thing for me to do to not trust any of those people at all and to kind of um always be kind of waiting to see what will happen instead of just assuming that things will work out um so like I'm trying not to be too mean about things or like assume the worst um but it is my dad's family so that's hard to do and like but like this aunt at least it's so weird this is one of those like weird things for me with like my extended family um because like I every person's situation is different like I know there are some people out there who were able to who still have relationships with like extended family members um but like for me um when it all happened I knew that that likely meant that I was also not going to see anyone from like the extended family either like I I pretty much knew that um most of my mom's family I wouldn't see ever again which is sad because I have a bunch of cousins on that side of the family that even though we haven't seen each other and we don't see each other in person on a regular basis in any way, like, we go, like, ten years without seeing each other sometimes, I still like them and, um, liked being around them and we generally got along. We used to see each other a lot more when we were, when I was in, like, high school, like, middle school, high school age, um, but the last, ever since high school I haven't I've barely seen any of them but still um it's weird to think about the fact that I'll probably never see them again and um then yeah so like the only person the thing that I think is weird that I've been trying to say is that I think it's weirdly funny that there's like one aunt on each side of the family that I like consider talking to and like that's it (laughs) it's just weird how that's happened like the aunt that I have that lives in Chicago um I'm actually seeing her this Thursday uh she we're gonna go to another like museum here and go out to lunch and stuff so that'll be really nice I'm actually looking forward to that um but that aunt is on my mom's side of the family. She's my mom's, like, stepsister. Like, her dad married my mom's, my grandma, my mom's mom, after my mom's parents got divorced. So, she's, she's not even technically, like, blood-related to me, but she treats, she's always treated me way better than pretty much everybody else on her side of the family. Uh, Like, granted, she is the one that is closest, with Chicago only being like an hour and a half away but still that's she's just 
made it a priority to do nice things and be a part of my life um and so it's kind of funny that like the other on my dad's side of the family the person that I'm like at least trying to meet up for lunch with is also an aunt um (laughs) it's um she's my dad's sister just to be clear about that because I know family stuff can be complicated um but yeah I don't know this is like a weird subject but or like something that's hard to like really discuss too well because every person feels different about people in their family like it's hard to for me to really give any sort of like advice or really give be able to give make a statement about this in any way but it's kind of one of those things where with my extended family I just kind of wait and see and like when I decide that I want to talk to them is when I want to but otherwise I just kind of see how things go especially since I don't trust them at all especially my my dad's side of the family um yeah no things with them have never been good um and I definitely don't trust them at all right now so I, uh, yeah, like, there's a part of me that's, like, wondering if the lunch with my aunt is going to happen at all because it was canceled today. Even though it was canceled for, like, good reason, like, she was worried about, um, going to a crowded restaurant and possibly getting COVID when she's seen my cousin's, like, little kids, his, like, kids who are, like, really, I know they have to be little because they did not exist when I cut my mom off four years ago so um they have to be young so they can't get the vaccine or anything yet that's a really good valid reason to not meet up and I'm always just like wondering if if it'll happen now um when I was saying before about giving advice for like people dealing with that I just always kind of say like just go with it sounds like a cop-out but like go with your gut I know that sounds like a weird thing to say when deciding if you want to see, like, extended family or not, but that's what I do, at least. That's, like, the best way I can figure this stuff out. So, like, for instance, on my dad's side of the family, um, he has, uh, three siblings that are, that, he's the only one who died. The rest of them are all still alive. Um, his youngest brother, I've don't like him at all so I didn't want to see him when he was alive much less now (laughs) so that's like nothing with that has changed at all um and then his sister is the one that I that is attempting to meet up with me and she so it's kind of interesting I had lunch with her and my mom right before uh right before like everything happened with me and my mom in 2018 like it was like two weeks before I called her and um was like hey I actually remember this abuse happening and I know I told you about it so what happened and my mom said like the worst shit that someone can say when you try to have that conversation with them that was like two like two weeks before that was when we had lunch with this aunt And I remember during that lunch that, like, the whole time I could, like, notice 
the things that my mom did that I had never noticed before, like how she would talk nonstop and would never let like things be quiet and she kind of like dominated conversations and more than anything when she was talking to my aunt it was like how she was sounding really nice but it was like over the top where it sounded like super fake like being like way too excited about things where you're like no one is actually this excited about how you're doing (laughs) um and then I so yeah um and then I saw her and then I saw this aunt in like December early December I think of 2019 it was like right before COVID it was probably the last time I went out to a restaurant um before COVID started happening and uh, yeah, I was, that was when I was at my, in my treatment program, and she wanted to meet up because, uh, she could tell by then that, like, things were happening with me and my mom, um, and I remember during lunch that time, she said, like, you know, I can tell you're, like, separating yourself from your mom, and she wanted to know what happened, so I told her, like, a very abridged version of what happened, but she got the idea of, like, the implications of what I was saying, um, but that was the last time that I talked to her, and, like, a lot has happened in the last two and a half years, like, I've changed a lot during that time, um, besides just COVID and stuff, just, I've, um, made a lot of progress with my own mental health and everything, and so, yeah, that, that's the last time I saw her, and, like, she's one, when I say, like, trust your gut, what I mean is that, like, she's one that would, like, send me, that would text me sometimes, and she would, she would send me, like, letters in the mail, like, the last couple years, she sent me a card for Christmas, and a card for my birthday, and, I think she sent like cards during the year for like other holidays like the 4th of July and stuff and would sometimes text me just to say hi and I would like never respond to any of those things but like that's just kind of what I do with like a lot of the time with extended family and the ones that send me things know what's somewhat what's going on and they and they seem to understand that and like don't I, like, don't, I never, I don't feel bad about never responding to them. I don't worry that I'm, like, being rude because it's, like, this is on my terms and if I don't want to speak to you, I'm not going to. And, like, after most of my life, like, dealing with people's shit when I didn't want to, that's, like, what I'm going to do now. (laughs) If I don't want to talk to extended family, I'm not going to force myself to do it. I'm just not going to do it, um, and so, yeah, so I didn't ever feel bad with this aunt, and it was just kind of a matter of, like, time, like, the big thing that made a big difference for me was that she sent me, so it was interesting because my uncle was, um, her brother, was her oldest brother, was the one on my dad's side of the family that I was, like, a lot closer with, um, and, 
like he was the one that I was really upset about last year when I realized halfway through the year that he had like stopped talking to me so like that uncle he used to email me every couple months and for like two years or something he would do that and he would like and I would never respond <laughs> like like with this aunt and um he sent me like Christmas presents and a birthday present in 2020 and 2021 and and 2019 actually I think he did too when I thought when I think about it which was always really nice so like even though I like totally dropped out of his life and he never really knew what happened as far as I knew he didn't know what happened um he still would like I always like really liked the fact that I heard from him and that he kept like talking to me even though I wasn't saying anything back and then finally like Christmas of 2020 like beginning of 2021 I responded to his email saying that like I'm I really am grateful for him responding and I asked if he knew what happened and he said he didn't and he never asked and they've never said and I basically like said that I really appreciated him talking to me still despite me not being around And it was really weird because, remember, at the time, I felt, like, really good about the fact that I finally said that, that I had been thinking about saying something like that for, like, two years, basically, and I never had. So I finally was, like, vulnerable with him and said that I really loved hearing from him. And then, like, six months later, I realized that I never heard from him ever again after that, that he never emailed me after that he yeah like never the rest of 20 I don't know what happened like the only thing I can ever think of is that my answer whatever I said in that email that made him think was um maybe that made him like ask my aunt or my mom or someone in the family like what happened and he found out enough and it's one of those things that like it doesn't necessarily have to mean like him backing away doesn't necessarily mean that he like doesn't support me or doesn't believe me or anything like that it could just be like the reason why I never told him is because it's an overwhelming thing to tell someone that like your their sibling that is dead like did this to me um it's that's hard it's a hard like conversation to try to tell someone something like that about their sibling after they've been dead for like eight years um which is why I never told him anything and so it's possible that he was just like overwhelmed by that information and doesn't know how to feel about it and doesn't know what to do about it and just like backed away because he was just overwhelmed and it's easier to do that than to try to handle it and so like it doesn't for me it doesn't really matter which one it was like whether he did that because he just didn't know what to do and felt like unequipped to didn't know what to say to me or if he did it because he doesn't believe me it doesn't really matter which one it was it's kind of the same thing of I just I don't hear from him anymore um like this year for Christmas 
he sent me like a very generic sounding card like one that you could write to anybody and it would sound okay which is not usually how his cards would be they used to be more like heartfelt and he didn't send me a present which is something that he used to always do even if it was just like a gift card to Amazon he would always get me something and he didn't send me anything for my birthday um which is a month after Christmas so that was like and so that was it just is more things of me saying that he's like backing away from me um and it's interesting when I juxtapose with his sister who I'm hopefully still having lunch with next week like the reason why I decided to finally email her after over two years of not saying anything to her is because she sent me a card for Christmas but it was like a like legitimately like heartfelt and like honest like it wasn't like those bullshit like one of the things I hate about Christmas that I'm I know I talked about during that time is how like family members who like ignore the fact that I'm alive for like the rest of the year will like send a very like fake like generic like impersonal like Christmas card during that time and I like don't like it like it's because it shows me that they remember me that they know that I'm here that they know that I'm around that I'm a person but they like just ignore me for the whole rest of the year and just send me something during the holidays because it's what you're supposed to do I rather them just like not send me anything at all than to send me something just out of like proprietary whatever bullshit reasons um so this card that my aunt sent me was like really honest and she was just like she just said straight up like I hope that you're happy doing whatever you're doing um and I understand if you don't want to see me and but I like would love to see you again and I miss you and hope that you're all right and that and said something about how I deserve to like be happy and um yeah that's very honest and after she sent me that card I was like yeah okay I I can meet up with you if you're like being just real here like you're not bullshitting you're not being like oh happy holidays or anything like that you're just being clear and saying you have every reason not to see me ever again but I would I would like to be able to see you to see how you are yeah, that's something that I can I can respect <laughs> um so yeah that's why I decided but I think things like that's why I say like listen to your gut because like I didn't respond to any of her like I said before I didn't respond to any of her text messages or greeting cards in the mail for over two years um but, like, when she sent me that, I would, and I'm, I also think, like, the progress that I've made in therapy, too, has helped a lot, where I feel like I'm ready to see her. Like, part of the thing that's hard with my dad's family, ah, God, sorry, that was my cat jumping on me. Um, part of the thing that's hard with my dad's family is that they look like him. And so that's always been, like, a struggle of mine, like, 
do I want to meet up with people that are related to my dad that were around when things were happening that also remind me of his face? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So I usually just don't. Um, until something happens like this that made me, like, consider doing it. So we'll see. Um, it's one of those strange, this is what I figured out for myself anyway, that uh, I could always, I could have just never responded and just, like, never considered seeing them and just, like, kept them on the outside forever. But I want to, like, but I still am that person that will give people a chance. And it's one of those things, like, yeah, that could, that could, you know, lead to some emotional distress that could make me upset. Like, if things don't work out, I will be sad. Um... But it's kind of like what happened with my uncle, where, like, I'm glad that I, like, took that chance and, like, responded to him and said what I did, because that was honestly how I felt. Like, even though things didn't work out after that, it doesn't change the fact that I'm glad that, um, that I did that in the first place. I've always, if I feel like someone is being authentic and isn't like bullshitting I'm going to tell them I'll and then I'll be willing to give them a chance and if it doesn't work out okay but at least I tried um that's basically where I am at this point like yeah I I guess that's the best thing I can say is that for you and your family you just kind of have to figure out how you feel if you think you're ready to see them and they are being like you know legitimate with you then you can think about it but if they're not doing that those things and you like if you feel like you need to see them just because they're family that's a whole bunch of bullshit like I said like I don't have any guilt or anything for not responding to any of these people in my family for years before saying anything especially since my aunt knows what happened like they know what's going on and that's the biggest reason why I want to see her is because she acknowledged that like she said like I understand if you don't want to see me like she understands what's happening here she's not acting like it's not there not acting like it didn't happen or like never speaking about it or anything like that it's not something that she's trying to hide she's acknowledging it and understanding if I never want to see her again because of that um that's what I really look for and I think that's at least something that a lot of us can look for if we ever do want to meet up with random family members that pop up um yeah that kind of made me feel weird for a lot of today because I thought that I was going to see her and then didn't and then was trying not to like catastrophize too much about the idea that maybe she like will end up pulling out completely from this whole thing I hope not because I'm honestly curious to see what she thinks and what she would say um because like I said, she was one who realized that I was pulling away from my mom and like took the initiative to ask me to meet up with me, to, a- to ask me what was happening. Um, hmm. 
So it, may, it makes me curious to see, like, what she would think about, especially now that I'm, it's been another two and a half years almost of work with myself, um, what she would, like, what we could talk about or what she would think about things now that a lot more time has gone by. Um, yeah, it's intriguing. And I've just, I guess I've just decided I'm interested enough to see what she would say to try to see her, even if it doesn't work out. I at least will try. <sighs> Sorry. Um, it's thunderstorming outside, which is really weird. It is way too early in the year normally for it to be thunderstorming in Wisconsin. So if you hear lightning or thunder, or, yeah. Um, can you hear lightning? Not really, but if you, it's also very windy. So if you hear those things in the background, that's what that is. My cats haven't, like, destroyed my house. <laughs> it's thunder. Um, I'm trying to, there's something else I wanted to talk about yesterday. Oh, yeah, I mentioned talking about Star Wars fandom and, um, or not even Star Wars fandom. It was more the idea of like finding a new kind of like comfort thing to be into when you're going through a super hard time, but like maybe trying to pick something that you don't have any like ties to so that you don't care that you can't go back and like watch those things again. Um, yeah, because I kind of regret that I use Star Wars for that, because now I don't want to watch it at all. <laughs> uh, so th- I thought about this because I, somebody on one of the, like, mental health, like, Instagrams that I still have on my Instagram, um, they posted this tweet by someone that was saying, like, if you're grieving, um, a good tip is to find a comfort show like tv show or movie or books or whatever that you can like go back and reread or rewatch a million times um but she was saying try to pick something that you that's like something new like something you haven't watched before because after you've gone through like that super hard time and try to go back it's like it's a lot harder to like watch those things because it reminds you of how you felt at that time And I thought it was interesting because someone replied to that tweet saying the opposite, that they felt like, um, they picked something that they already knew and they, like, when they, they could still watch the things because it reminded them of, like, it was, like, a comforting thing that watching it reminded them of how much the thing helped them during a super hard time, so it, like, didn't ruin it. But in my instance, it absolutely ruined it. (laughs) Um, there's, like, a million different reasons, honestly, for, like, what happened to make me go from being, like, hardcore into Star Wars fandom, like, a a big number of friends that I made online were all from that fandom. I, like, watched all the movies and would watch them at home all the time. I read the books. I, like, listened to multiple podcasts about it I did all the things um just for me to now like 
do nothing in it and it's because I used it as like my comfort thing when I was super suicidal and now that's all I think about when I think about it now like because this is me almost like realizing that about myself when I saw that tweet because there were other things that happened in like actual Star Wars fandom that was like genuine like horrific like not to like over dramatize I don't feel like this is over dramatizing it but in like 2018 in the fall there was someone who was a very big name in the fandom who was known for giving out spoilers who it was abusive um to his wife and his wife was not ready to leave him yet and so it like I forget how all of that was expressed I can't remember something happened with somebody else in fandom that like exposed how horrible and abusive this person was um I can't remember who it was anymore but it doesn't really matter who I suppose um but like that happened which was like really hard and that still happens to this day like that motherfucker that I'm talking about the abusive guy um who is like I know it's so funny it's funny in a way for me because he reminds me so much of my dad like he even kind of looks like him and like the same kind of body like build like a chubbier dude and um he but his personality is so much like him which is really not good at all and so it's this weird it's this weird feeling I have about him where I've always kind of even back in 2018 when I was a huge mess I wasn't scared of him and I I understand why people are because he was associating with very like scary people um in like kind of the fandom world like like people who associate with neo-nazis he was associating with them and so there's a lot of reasons valid reasons beyond and on top of it he was abusing his wife like she has now left him and everything and has opened about all of that so um and has abused other people other women in fandom that have said things about that now um so like there's a lot of reasons for him to be scary but I don't personally find him scary because he reminds me so much of my dad so I know exactly who he is I know exactly how how he works I know exactly who he thinks he is so I always wish that I could like tell him off and just tell him like I know exactly how your life is going to go dude like exactly like you don't scare me because I know exactly what's going to happen to you one day your kids are going to get old enough where they don't have to talk to you anymore and you're never going to hear from them ever again and you're going to have less and less friends as more time goes on because less and less people are going to want to deal with somebody who's abusive and controlling and eventually you're going to be basically alone and it's only going to be because of you but you're going to blame everyone else because you're not you will never hold yourself accountable for one day in your life until you die the end (laughs) like he's already proving that correctly like recently he made a ridiculous youtube video trying to say which was 
I guess, an hour and a half long of him trying to say that everything people said about him is not true, and he's actually a victim of it, and everyone just lied about him. Shut up. Of course he said that. Because he can never accept responsibility for his own actions. Like, this dude was, like, one of the top names in Star Wars fandom. His website used to get a hundred thousand hits like a day sometimes which is a lot and he's gone from that to being a fucking pariah in fandom like it the thing about star wars fandom is that i hate that his name even comes up sometimes that people still sometimes read the spoilers that his stupid website posts like there's still people in that fandom that think that it's fine to talk to him which is really gross um and that on top that happened like after the last jedi came out and the years between the last jedi and rise of skywalker were horrific in star wars fandom purely because of raylo fans it was absolutely because of them they used to, like, harass, like, literally harass people. If you tweeted something using Adam Driver or Kylo Ren's name and you weren't saying that he was a precious baby boy who, like, never did anything wrong and never made any choices for himself one day in his life, um, all of a sudden you would get, like, 30 replies on Twitter from Kylo Ren fans calling you stupid and an idiot and crazy and an insane person and all these just calling you names and people that you don't even know (laughs) um because of that like I remember once I tweeted that he Kylo that in like the first trailer for the rise of Skywalker I think um one of the lines oh no I was talking about the last Jedi that the lines that Kylo said were like the literal lines that like my abuser has said to me like the things he said where when he was saying that you know you mean nothing to no one except for except to me it's the kind of shit that my dad would say to be really controlling to me and so I said that and all of a sudden a bunch of them were calling me insane and stupid and dumb and stuff for saying that he was abusive because he used words that my literal abuser told me and they attacked me for that uh okay um so those things were already bad and like a justifiable reason to like back away from the fandom but like like that stuff is why I don't want to be part of a fandom ever again um it's just after all of that, I'm just like, no. Fandom isn't really a safe space if you are dealing, if you are a victim of any sort of abusive situation, because it's the same sort of thing. Like, a fandom is a microcosm for the world, just on, in, like, online spaces. Like, I've, you, like, TikTok right now is a perfect example of that, is that, like, a lot of people who have a lot of big platforms end up using, the power that they have from those platforms to like manipulate and hurt people because they get in they start believing their own bullshit and their ego gets so big that they think that they can get away with it um 
that happens in real life too and that ha- that's why that stuff happens in fandom like there always seems to be pe- people in fandom spaces that men that are manipulating women and eventually their victims have to come forward and it's just I don't want to have to continue seeing that and continue being like triggered or re-traumatized by it continuing to happen because it's just a cycle at this point like the same thing happens every time people get upset about it there's always a bunch of men that don't say anything about it or try to justify giving the person a chance or saying that maybe they'll learn or whatever and people will be upset at the person for a while and like women will always be careful around them but the majority of fandom will like after they've been gone for a couple months will like let them be able to continue making a stupid podcast or being part of the fandom in some way and it's just I've seen that cycle happen enough times to never want to be a part of it ever again and it's like going to continue happening so the best thing I can do is just keep myself out of it but like all that being said um I can still like interact with the thing like the thing that I enjoy without like getting involved in the fandom like I do that with everything else like I love Marvel movies I don't know what the fuck the fandom ever thinks about anything um, but I still enjoy it. And, it, like, I do that with, like, Lord of the Rings, or, um, even, like, the Shadow and Bone, like, TV show, or, like, I fucking love the books for that show. I just enjoy the things that I still like. I don't need to, like, interact with people to, like, you know, be a part of it. I can just watch him or read the books, or do whatever I'm doing, and enjoy it for what it is, outside of whatever is going on with the fandom, um, but, like, I don't do that with Star Wars, I, like, sold my DVDs back in, like, 2019, when I was, like, super desperate for money, um, and I've never watched, since The Rise of Skywalker aired, I haven't watched a Star Wars movie, and I'm one that really liked The Rise of Skywalker, Um, so it wasn't that I'm disappointed. It's that I just don't want to watch them. Um, which is very new for me. And it's even, like, I've never watched, like, the the TV shows at all either. Like, they ended the Clone Wars. And, like, I would want to see that. That was something that I was really excited about. They had, like, I know they did, like, the Bad Bad show. They have the Mandalorian. They just had, like, a Boba Fett TV show. And, like... I have the Disney Plus app on my phone. I could very easily just, like, binge watch all of these things. And I've been, like, telling myself for, like, two years, I think, at this point, that I'm going to do that at some point. But I, like, just don't do it. And it's interesting for me because, um, looking at that tweet, like, I think that's why I've never been able to go back and, like, interact with them, with it, just watching it. Even if I never talk about it with the fandom ever again just watching the things that I enjoy, um, because when I think about it, like, when I think about those movies and everything, I just remember, I used to watch, I watched those movies all the time in, like, 2018 and 2019. They were a literal, like, security blanket. Like, I used to come home from I would come home from work during the week sometimes, and if I was, like, super depressed, I would watch it, 
it was like the force awakens thor ragnarok and the winter soldier were like the three movies that were kind of in rotating order for me where i would watch where watch one after work or on the weekends like definitely like there were multiple multiple times when i didn't have didn't know what to do or didn't yeah when i didn't know what to do or just had a lot of free time on the weekends i would just like do like a binge watch all of the star wars movies in a row for like a couple usually that would last for more than one weekend but i did that all the time um that was just like normal for me i always had those movies on rotation and i think it's interesting that i like never watch any of them anymore like i will admit that like the winter soldier isn't because i don't want to watch it or can't um because of this at least it's because the russo brothers wrote endgame or like endgame happened and ruined it like it i it's hard to go back and like watch a movie like that seeing characters go through all that they did knowing that it never that they never get like that happy ending that you just want them to have um in that movie so that sucks and i don't really know why i haven't watched thor ragnarok i think it may be connected to this like the whole star wars thing is that i used to watch those movies like all the time as some when i would be when i would get really sad i would watch them because i knew that they would make me happy like the force awakens especially would make me so happy i love that that's like my if i had to name my favorite movie that would be the one it always just gave me so much hope and it made me like smile during a time when i like legitimately didn't think that I knew how to do that anymore um and so it and like Thor Ragnarok would like make me laugh a lot and like but I definitely used it as like a comfort thing during that time and like even though that tweet was talking about when you're like grieving someone um during that time I was basically grieving like people who were alive still it's the weirdest experience to like grieve like I was like grieving my mom like who I thought my mom was for most of my life that's who I was grieving and the fact of and the idea of her being my mother um even though she was alive I did that I was grieving her I was even grieving my sister to some extension because things were really bad with us then for a lot of that time as well um and just you know grieving the idea of like the family that I wanted to believe I had even though I knew I didn't really have it when all of that was going on um and so yeah I wish now that I like had found something else besides Star Wars to do it or Thor Ragnarok because I really love the Thor Ragnarok movie a lot um as well like when I told my when I did the phone call with my mom where I told her where I brought up the abuse again and asked her like what happened and she said I don't remember that happening I must have heard you wrong and then asked if it and then was like he definitely did that after we were divorced right because he wouldn't do something like that with you when we were married like almost asking like it was like he was cheating on her with me when in reality that's not at all what was going on um 
I watched Thor Ragnarok after that conversation because that conversation went as bad as humanly possible legitimately um and so I remember I ordered like Domino's pizza and watched Thor Ragnarok to like feel better um there were so many times where I did that or I watched um Star Wars especially The Force Awakens and the original trilogy um a lot a lot when I would do that when something would happen with my mom and I would just watch those because it made me happy and it's 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 really hard um to remember that time in my life because I was so I was so unhappy like the level of unhappiness I had in my life then was like off the charts absurd because it was just so much um I have a hard time remembering that time and like not knowing what to do with it it's like it's a mix of a lot of different emotions um and I think that's why I like never watch Star Wars anymore and I don't want to at all and I really miss it like I really love that world And, like, that's the thing that, like, sucks about it, is that not only because, like, the friends that I made online through that fandom, Star Wars, it's one of those things that, like, when you make a friend through a fandom, you can, like, build a friendship outside of the thing, and I definitely did. Like, the friends that I had through that fandom that I was really close with, We, like, for a time, we, like, hardly ever talked about Star Wars. We would just talk about our own family, you know, our own life shit. Um, because we were, like, actually friends for some time. They're still friends. I'm just not, I'm just not part of the, their, like, group anymore. But, like, part of the reason why I, like, separated, I, I, like, took myself away from that group. Besides that, I just felt like I was a completely different person after going through all of the therapy and stuff that I had. Um, is that, like, even when you, when you meet, even if you have, like, a friendship outside of the thing, it's, like, the thing, the reason why you originally met is kind of, like, the, the thing that kind of grounds everything. It's always kind of the thing you always have in common. And so, for me, I always felt like, you know, we met because of Star Wars, and I was the only one out of that group that just stopped like really doing anything with it like the rest of them do podcasts about it they like read all of the books that come out still they're still part of the fandom they watch all of the things as soon as they air and are still in it just as much as they were when I was in it but now I'm not part of it at all and haven't watched anything about it have no way I don't even know like what is supposed to come out until I see other people, like, talking about it. I haven't read, like, a book from them in, like, four years, and I used to read them all the time, and it, like, sucks because, not only because I feel, I feel like I, like, alienated myself from a lot of people that I was, like, good friends with because we, we lost that interest. Um, we lost, like, the thing that we both had in common all the time, even when other things were like wilding out we always had that in common and I said no I don't want to do this anymore um but also because 
like Star Wars is so much like exactly the kind of thing that I love like I loved I love Star Wars books like the story was always interesting and it's Star Wars so there's always like a lot of trauma involved um because it's about war and so there's always characters in every book I ever read um even outside of like the films that I always really identified with that I really enjoyed hearing the story or like reading the stories and getting invested in these people outside of like even the movie or tv show characters and then when you add on those it's like the Star Wars universe is basically all about found families and found families are like my favorite fucking thing in the entire world everything that I love a lot always has a found family and the other thing that I always really liked about Star Wars is that there isn't really any romance in it and like the romance that is in it is like more subdued like I never have to worry about there being like a sex scene or something um in any of the movies or books or anything like that which for me is nice because um when that stuff happens it can still it still like is somewhat triggering and um and it's and just between my own issues with sex and um also adding on the fact that I'm asexual like it gets frustrating a lot of the time how like every relationship ends up people end up shipping them or they end up being romantic like if they're like if they have like a meaningful relationship then people just want them to date or the thing puts them together like it's like this weird thing where like if you're if your relationship is important, it can only be important if you're romantic together. And so one of the things that I really loved, I really liked about Star Wars was that there was a lot of really good, like, complicated, deep, like, friendships in, like, the movies and the TV shows, or I don't know about the TV shows, but in the movies and the books, at least, there was a lot of relationships like that that were just friends and they got to be show or even like siblings like Luke and Leia and they got to show how important they were to each other and their relationship was like highlighted and it meant a lot and there was and it wasn't and a lot of times in like media they only highlight relationships like that if it's like romantic and so Star Wars highlighted those things without there needing to be like the romance added in and then it was also a story about traumatized people remaking a found family and like you know people fighting against a fascist government even though they don't have any of the money and the resources and finding a way to succeed despite all odds that's like everything that I want so it's like sad to me that I like I just don't I can't like watch it anymore this is why (laughs) it's a good idea to watch something when you're in that time that is something that you think you can just leave behind because like that's definitely something that happens like when you go through a super hard time when you're like really struggling and you're really suicidal and you're really you you're like barely alive and you're really going through it 
like it's almost funny to me to like look back at that time and just see how like almost every everything from that time is like I've like left behind in some way like basically all of the friends that I had from that time almost all of them I don't talk to anymore or we are more like acquaintances and not close anymore um most of like the things that I used to watch I don't really watch anymore um I still listen to Linkin Park all the time so at least like the music is still there like Chester Bennington is still hanging with me um I think he'll just he's one I think that will always stay with me because he was like one thing that I like used then as a way to cope that was like a positive like he was his music was like and just him in general was like oh here's somebody who is also a child sex abuse victim that went through a lot of the same things as me that like under that understood what it was like to be me um while the rest of it was like things that I used just for comfort he was like oh here's an example of someone who went through the same shit as me I'm gonna make sure that and because I like know how much it was how awful it was when he died I'm not gonna put like any of my friends or family through that because I remember how painful it is um for even just me to remember that every year but like that was something that was very like positive and motivational for me so I think that's why I can still listen to his music a lot and watch his interviews and and think about him without feeling like I never want to look at his face ever again as opposed to like how I feel about like Star Wars or like Ragnarok and things like that like I just don't want I just have like nothing in me wants to watch them anymore because I immediately just think about how much of a mess I was during that time yeah, I don't know how anything can really fix that. It's so weird. It's just, I know this is, like, a coping mechanism that, as people, we do. That, like, it's hard to, it's hard to be reminded of a time in your life when you were so unhappy and, like, barely alive. And so, it logically, it makes sense why I wouldn't want to watch those things anymore. And I would almost have to, like, re- find like a new associate try to find a new association for them like I would have to watch them again and try to like rebuild that association so I wouldn't think of I so I wouldn't associate them with that time of my life but that would be really hard to do because that is when I was in it the most and when I talked when I watched it the most and what like how I really used it to help me keep going yeah I don't know it's just one of those things I think all of us do we all have things during those times that we like cling on to that we like never see never talk about again (laughs) after we're like not in that place anymore (sighs) and that's all I got for this episode I hope this made sense just something that I feel like I say at the end of every episode um and I'll make another one when I think of something new to talk about